Good morning, Trivia Churches, and good morning to those elsewhere too. Some of you may even be in the sunshine, but here it is dreech this morning. This is Colin, and I hope everyone is staying well and keeping safe in these strange times. Amazingly, this is the 12th Sunday podcast. And we gather still in our homes, in our gardens, though maybe not in this weather, or wherever, to have our service for the second Sunday of Pentecost. A warm welcome to you all. There are a few notices on the webpage, so please do look at them. I'd remind you articles for the Cheviot should be in by the end of the month. Also, there's now a donate button on the, the Church of Scotland website. And you can donate to our local congregation here by pressing on the red button and then going to the right-hand side for local congregations and typing in Cheviot Churches. And it should come up and you go from there. Our singing is led by Heather and Gordon as usual. And we, we thank them so much for their contribution. We have our call to worship. Back then, there were 12. Here and now, there is us. We are your disciples today, and we gather in our own places to worship you. Back then, there were but a few, but today we number millions all across the world. We are your disciples, and we gather to serve you. Let us worship God and we sing together the hymn 127, O Worship the King, and his verses 1 and 6. And we have our prayers of adoration and confession. Let us pray. Almighty and eternal God, from the depth of mystery, you reveal yourself through the wonders of creation. We look at the, the night sky and we're filled with a, a great sense of awe. We see the rivers flow and their hedgerow grow and our gardens blossom. And truly we praise you from the very bottom of our hearts. 
We relish the greening of creation and the intricacy of the butterfly's wing. Creator God, we worship you and we give you our thanks. We come before you as we are, from our different places and backgrounds, but all one in you, we praise you. We come before you in confession, owning and admitting all within us that draws us away from you. You long for creation's restoration and humanity's safety, whereas we destroy and demean. You teach us your ways, but we prefer our own ways and ignore the havoc we shape. Truly, we have made mistakes. Forgive us, good Lord. And let us hear these words. The Lord our God is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. Know that your sins are forgiven and be at peace with God, with yourself and with one another. And now we join together and we say our family prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever. Amen. We have our prayer of illumination. Let us pray. Open your holy word to us, God of comfort and challenge. Let it be a word of life and hope, a word that inspires us and guides us, a word that dances in our hearts and lifts our minds. Amen. And we turn to the book of Psalms, to Psalm 100. We hear, make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come into the presence with singing. Know that the Lord is God. It is he who made us, and we are his. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and bless his name. For the Lord is good and his steadfast love endures forever. It is faithfulness to all generations. Amen. And our gospel reading comes from Matthew chapter 9, reading from verse 35. And we then go into chapter 10 and to verse 10. Then Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues, and proclaiming the good news of the kingdom, and curing every disease and every sickness. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion for them, because they were harassed and helpless, like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to the disciples, The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore ask the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers, into his harvest. Then Jesus summoned his twelve disciples and gave them authority over unclean spirits to cast them out 
and to cure every disease and every sickness. And these are the names of the twelve disciples. First, Simon, also known as Peter, and his brother Andrew. James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John. Philip and Bartholomew. Thomas and Matthew, the tax collector. James, the son of Alphaeus and Thaddeus. Simon the Canaanite, and Judas Iscariot, the one who betrayed him. These twelve Jesus sent out with the following instructions. Go nowhere near the Gentiles, and enter no town of the Samaritans, but go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. As you go, proclaim the good news. The kingdom of heaven has come near. Cure the sick, raise the dead. Cleanse the lepers, cast out demons. You receive without payment, and so give without payment. Take no gold or silver or copper in your belts, no bag for your journey, or two tunics or sandals or a staff, for laborers deserve their food. Amen. And and the message is a, a paraphrase, really, of the, the Bible. And just at the end there, the, the, the translation they have is, don't think you have to put on a fundraising campaign before you start. You don't need a lot of equipment. You are the equipment. And all you need to keep going be three meals a day. Travel light. Amen. And this is a word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. We have another hymn, and it is hymn 593, She Sits Like a Bird. And, and this is by John Bell, and it's, it's a lovely hymn. You may not know it, so Heather's going to play the tune once through before we sing verses 1 and 4. It's so a 593.
a hymn, of course, about the Holy Spirit and a reminder that we're in this season of Pentecost. I love the, the last line of the last verse, the enemy of apathy. I love that phrase. Now, here is our weekly prayer from Arthur and Kathleen. Let us pray. Gracious God, we thank you that there is nothing too hard for the Lord. Hear us as we pray and help us not only to remember our Saviour's words, but to seek by your grace to live by them. As we go into the week ahead, may we, like the disciples, proclaim the good news. The kingdom of heaven has come near. Amen. I have a riddle for you this morning. What has a soul but no body? A tongue but no mouth? Needs healing but there's no wound? Can be of any length but is always afoot? Answers please. And of course the answer is a shoe. And I was thinking about shoes this morning when reading the gospel lesson. Jesus sends out the 12 disciples on a mission. And in Mark and Luke's version of the story, they're told to take very little with them, but at least are allowed sandals on their feet. But in Matthew's version, which we read today, they're not even allowed sandals. I think for the disciples' sake, I prefer Mark or Luke's version. For the work would have been hard without proper footwear. The disciples are named, and they're quite a bunch. Some like Simon Peter are well known to us, whereas others like Thaddeus are maybe in the background, maybe just a name. There's Matthew, who'd been a tax collector working for the Roman occupiers. And beside him was Simon the Canaanite, who was a zealot fighting these very same Romans. It was a motley crew. But they were disciples, and the disciples were learning from Jesus. They were apprentices watching the master craftsman at work. And what was that work? It was reaching out to the people around. And the very end of chapter 9 of Matthew's Gospel gives a summary of how Jesus healed the sick and how he taught, how he proclaimed the kingdom how he brought something of heaven to earth. But he was conscious that the people were harassed and helpless, like sheep without a shepherd. And that was a terrible indictment, for the religious leaders of the day had let down the poor, had let down the vulnerable, had ignored the marginalised. And so Jesus sent out the disciples to bring hope and to bring healing. The harvest is ripe, he says, but the laborers are few. I think that rings a bell these days, and certainly in some parts of this country, the fruit and vegetables are in the field. The harvest is ripe, but a ripe harvest cannot wait. But the usual labor from Eastern Europe has not been able to come because of this virus. Maybe the situation will get better as the harvest progresses. But in first century Palestine, Jesus sends out the 12, including Judas, and they've been learning from Jesus, watching him in action. And now 
they had their practical. Like all good apprentices, they to put their learning into action. I wonder how they would have felt. Maybe they were excited. I think if it were me, I would be panicking a bit. Especially with healing the sick and casting out demons. What if it didn't work? In Zambia, casting out demons was not unusual. And my students were always very keen on exorcisms. Whereas I always felt rather inadequate for the task. New college hadn't taught me this. However, I think in our world today, there's still so much evil that we have to tackle. And this week in particular, we've been conscious that we still have to tackle, we still have to cast out the demons of racism from our society. The toppling of the statue of Edward Colston in Bristol has even knocked off coronavirus from the headlines of our newspapers. I think there's a lot of issues here, and there'll be many views over the rights and wrongs of taking down statues, of replacing street names in our cities. But it does highlight our task in the here and now of tackling the demons of racism and how we treat everyone who is somehow different. As the lockdown eases, we face big questions about how we want to live our lives. Whether we go back to everything exactly the same as it was, or whether we create this new normal, which is a more just, a more caring, a more inclusive society. The disciples were tasked with proclaiming the kingdom values of love and justice and peace as emissaries of Jesus. And we have that same task today. The message says, you don't need much equipment. You are the equipment. And so by living out our lives in love, we reach out as ambassadors for Christ. To seek to bring hope in our troubled and strange world. To be enemies of apathy and bring reconciliation and work ever for peace. So be it. Amen. And we sing before our, our prayer of dedication and intercession, the chant, O Lord, hear my prayer. Let us pray. You, O God, give us everything that is good, and out of gratitude we give. We give of our time and our love, our presence. We give of our talents and tears and our treasure. Bless our gifts, that through them you may change our world. God, ever-creating and ever-loving, we turn to you in uncertain times, trusting in your steadfast love. 
Wherever people are anxious about the future, overwhelmed by their responsibilities, are worried because of the upheavals the pandemic has caused, bring peace and bring hope, we pray. God of all compassion, where people are lonely, are isolated, longing for love, where people are trapped in unhealthy or even violent relationships, where people are grieving the loss of routines or purpose in their lives, or grieving the loss of someone they loved. Bring courage and bring hope, we pray. God of tender strength, where people feel pain in body or mind or spirit, where people seek help or healing, where illness has eroded hope and desperation and fatigue fill each day. Bring healing and hope, we pray. God of trustworthy truth, where leaders work to guide the world and their communities to renewed life, where professionals discern scientific, medical, economic insights to protect and restore the quality of life after the pandemic. Where individuals still strive to care for the earth and its vulnerable inhabitants, bring wisdom and hope, we pray. And in a moment of silence, we bring the prayers of our own hearts before you. And so create in us a renewal of hope, a deepening of trust, and a strengthening of faith as we seek to follow you, our sovereign Saviour and Sustainer, to whom be glory now and forever. Amen. We're coming near the end of our service now when we sing the final hymn, hymn 458, At the Name of Jesus. And we sing verses 1, 2, and 4.
Thanks to Gordon Tether again. We have our benediction. Father and mother to us, son and saviour to us, spirit and encourager to us, bless us this day and in the days to come with bright hope and with deep joy, with willing hearts and open minds. And may we follow you wherever you take us to glimpse you at work. And may we know you and rejoice. Amen.